This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, Laurie, nothing more sexy than talking about sex and stress. <laughs> Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Laurie Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. So, where do we want to start with this one? What a big I want to topic. talk about sexy stress. Sexy stress? That's, that's doing it for you? Stress is bad, right? Stress kills us. That's a great starting point. What is our common assumptions about sex? Mm-hmm. About the- stress about sex stress they're all blurring <laughs> together in my head <laughs> trying to get serious here for a second Laurie okay I think the research is starting to become abundantly clear that how you perceive stress in your life is how it physically lands so most of us report being stressed out we have way too much stress in our lives the bad news about that is if that's what you believe guess what your body is feeling super stressed out So it's kind of this bind, right? If we think we're stressed out, then we become more stressed out? Exactly. Uh You're literally getting cortisol, which a lot of people call the silent killer, pumping throughout your nervous system. If you think about a fight or flight response, the way we were made, if if a cave bear comes out and chases a caveman, what actually happens? You're supposed to fight a flight, get some adrenaline, move to your muscles, race, fight, move. It's supposed to be a temporary state. Mm-hmm. The problem today is we are being chased by that cave bear 24 hours, seven days a week. We are not getting a reset or a break. Our bodies are literally getting stuck in a fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. I talk yeah. a lot about this stress and our stress response in the book I wrote, Sacred Stress, which is really, it's really trying to change our relationship to stress. If we see it as something bad, it is bad. But an interesting thing, if you look at the history of the studies of stress, we used to talk about stress and break it up into two categories. Eustress, which is called positive stress, Mm -hmm. and distress, which is called negative stress. Mm -hmm. Right? We're trying to eliminate or reduce distress while we're trying to embrace and have more eustress in our lives. That's Mm -hmm. a very healthy way of seeing stress. Right, but our culture is swung in a direction of seeing all stress as bad. Like the best thing you can do for it is go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Just try to get away from it, <laughs> run away from it. This theme throughout our podcast is the avoidance of things that's starting to create so many more problems I, that we I, really want to face and confront these issues. I also think about how sometimes the same event can create two different things for one person. Like 
highly erotic moment for one person is eustress, right? It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then for the other person, it's distress because they feel so anxious about it. Right. And when we apply sex and stress together, when sex is going well, what a great way of reducing stress in your relationship. But when sex, you're having problems, that distress levels is, is really starting to go through the roof. So there's no way of separating sex and stress. Mm -mm. It's just really, what are you going to do with it? Is it going to become something that is helpful or is it something that's really going to start chipping away at you and your relationship? So we're not supposed to reduce stress. What, how we're do we supposed to reduce it? distress. But we reduce dis we can't reduce distress. I guess we can in part, right? I mean, sometimes people create distress with unrealistic expectations. Well, what do you think yeah. the best? I mean, what what we're told through our culture, the best way to handle distress is sleep, get mm -hmm. enough sleep, working out, eat right, all very healthy things. But do you know what the most important thing is in dealing with stress? I have no idea. All right. Connection. Ah, Relationships. Yay. By yay. far is the best way of handling stress. Mm -hmm. What takes you 20 minutes to self-regulate, self-soothe yourself when you get stressed out can take a mere matter of seconds where somebody else can kind of give you a hug or come alongside. We are designed to have another nervous system help us with our stress response. What most people don't recognize is when you're having a stress response, the love hormone, oxytocin, the same hormone that's released during sex mm -hmm. is, is released during that cave bear chasing you. Hmm. And the whole point of that is to let you know that you're supposed to be running away or fighting with somebody. You're not supposed to deal with stress on your own. Mm -hmm. And yet most of us, that's exactly what we're doing. We're facing it alone. Do you think that there's a difference in terms of our styles? I, I, I see speaking as a pursuer, one of my first outreaches when I feel stressed is I got to call my best friend or I got to tell somebody about it. Whereas I would say my husband, who is more of the withdrawer, he has a hard time just telling me, <laughs> you know, what, what is going on for him. I mean, he, I don't think his go-to is let me talk to somebody about it. Absolutely. And and this is why withdrawers struggle more in relationships because they've been let down early on and they believe the best way of handling it is on their own. They have a lot of safety and control. They're not going to be let down and they over rely on that independence. We want both. We want people to be able to kind of handle things on their own when they need to. But the best way of handling stress is with somebody else. Why would we choose a loan if we would have an option of bringing somebody else in mm -hmm. if that's going to be much more effective our co-fighter right, right. Uh -huh. yeah I, I like that I didn't know you were gonna go there with this well George. and when we look at the negative cycle it's like the more your husband doesn't let you in the more it sets you up to be the one who carries it all mm -hmm. right and then you start to look too needy because you have more of this stress. Mm -hmm. So then when you try to kind of ask for help, it sounds like criticism and nagging, which reinforces why he don't want to turn towards others because it just creates more work. It doesn't make less work. Wait, did you right. just say that I'm making him not want to turn towards I don't know others. what I'm saying anymore, but I know <laughs> no, I do that I knew, in, I in my relationship. <laughs> so we're all in this mess together, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Because of the lack of a positive view of stress, our society has really moved in a wrong direction. And it's no wonder why we're trapped with so much substance abuse and anxiety and depression. I mean, we're not 
handling stress in, in a natural way. We're more stressed out than ever. Our to-do lists are getting bigger and bigger. Oh, that is and so true. And our capacity to reach out to others for help is getting smaller and smaller. We're turning towards things to help us with what other nervous systems are supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. no wonder why we're more heavily medicated. We have more psychological issues. I mean, we're going against our nature. Yeah. I think that this is saying that we just need more sex. <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, what is happening with sex? I mean, what is exactly the I mean, point? right, I, particularly the sexual withdrawal is saying, I can't have sex because I feel too stressed. I can't relax. The very thing that I need to regulate my body, which is skin on skin, mm-hmm. you know, I can't have because I can't get relaxed myself to let that happen. Right, which I, is so tragic because look at what they're saying. They're saying, I don't trust another nervous system. I trust going off in my own corner and self-soothing myself, mm-hmm. right? And the, and the science says that is way less effective than having somebody else help you with it. But if people have let you down consistently over time, you learn to settle for that. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is, again, change our relationship. Stress, distress can be negative. We want to find ways of limiting that or turning that down. But you stress so many other areas of our life. Without it, we couldn't grow and thrive and change and move all of the vitality, the energy, all the good stuff we're looking for. Think about your first kiss, the first time you had sex, or you know any of these episodes. That's all stress, mm-hmm. right? But that's stress that we've we've learned to embrace. So how do we get even people sexually to see the opportunity in the stress that they're feeling, that nervousness, that tension? That's all signs from your body that, you know, something's about to happen here. Mm-hmm. And we want to see that opportunity. I'm still back on my first kiss and <laughs> my first time having sex is you stress. I guess it depends on how <laughs> kiss went, right? <laughs> okay. So how do we do that in a marriage? How do we do that around sex? How do we create this you stress? So basically we're experiencing the challenge instead of the burden. I think in my work, I've made a big shift. About two years ago, I came in to work feeling burdened, like there's so much that I'm managing and you know, it's just so hard, it's so complicated to manage all these people and not just my patients, but my clinicians and the business. And I, you know, I always kind of felt this burden and something happened in the last two years where I kind of let that go. First of all, I made a really good hire of Caroline Landon as my clinical manager. But I mean, I also internally- Shout out to her, all right. Shout out, Caroline. But also, I kind of let go. I I began to think about everything as a puzzle. This is coming up. It's a problem. I've worked through problems before. I've had lots of issues. I'll work through this one. How can I find a creative way? And I really began to feel it that way instead of just telling myself it was a burden. It's a great example of what we're going to talk about when we come back, the two ways of actually turning stress into your friend. Okay. So Foreplay fam, I want to draw your attention again to UberLube with the coupon Foreplay. UberLube is the lubricant that I recommend to all my patients. I give samples when you come to see me. I use it myself. It's a long-lasting performance without that stickiness that comes with other lubes because it's silicone-based. It's scent-free. It's taste-free. It leaves your skin kind of silky and soft, which is great. 
It only has four ingredients. There's three types of high-grade silicone, and then there's a trace of vitamin E, which is really good for your skin. It doesn't impact your pH, your hormones. It doesn't cause allergic reactions. It's safe. It won't cause infections. It's recommended by thousands of doctors. I love it too, and it's made in the USA, yay. It has discreet and classy packaging, which to me, it seriously looks like a perfume bottle that you can put on the side of your bed. So please try Uber Lube with the coupon foreplay. That helps support our podcast. Hey, listen, man, Uber Lube is a good thing. If it helps your partner, it helps you. Welcome back. So let's, Lori, get into the two ways that we really can reframe our relationship to, to stress. Okay. So the first thing, if we think about going up into your head or going down into your heart, mm -hmm. two different moves that we can use. Okay, what going, does the going up into your head look like? It looks like, I mean, the most important thing is to actually notice the stress. Can you notice like you're coming into work and you got too much going on and you're frustrated at that pace? Just the noticing of something and naming it, the naming is so powerful because it takes it from this kind of overwhelmed emotional feeling and it brings it up to your frontal cortex where your brain says, let's put a label on this thing. Mm -hmm. Just so putting the name and the label on it already now starts to give you some control over this, this, this response. So it's just saying to myself, not even with change, but just saying, I'm stressed. I, I, I observe that I am stressed. Exactly. If you could uh -huh. say, I am stressed, now we have a chance. Uh -huh. this, the next move is to be able to say, all right, can I put a positive frame on this, this stress? Yes, I have a lot going on here. Right. But like you were saying at work, it actually feels good to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And when mm -hmm. I do that, I can make really a big difference. It's seeing the opportunity in the stress that starts to see your brain starts to feel less overwhelmed and a little bit more excited to face it. Mm -hmm. So it's the name in it. It's the first part. Yes, I am stressed. And now that I name this stress, now I want to see what's the opportunity in this stress for me. It's like if you're taking a test, if you're sitting there saying, oh my God, I'm not prepared. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I can't. That stress becomes overwhelming and you don't do well. That's sometimes what I say when we're about to podcast. All right. <laughs> say, well, I'm never going to be able to keep up with this man. Well, maybe because I wrote about this that sometimes <laughs> when, when I'm feeling that, I'll say to myself, yes, I am stressed because I don't want to let people down. I don't want right. to come across the wrong way. I, I know what that's about. But you know what? I'm also getting a chance to talk to thousands of people to get out a message. You know, I'm quite privileged to be in this place. Oh, so that, that stress so that all of a sudden my body kind of shifts a little bit from feeling like just seeing the negative in the stress that this what could turn into distress. It starts to see the opportunity for you stress. It's not minimizing or saying distress can't happen. It's making room for both. But making room for both already starts to change physiologically how your body is going to respond. Onto it, okay, which so is how does that powerful. happen? How does that happen in our bodies? That's the power, the, the, the relationship between our brain and our body, right? When our brain can see, and if, if I could, I could do a lot of little studies and exercises with this where you could actually experience the shift in how you perceive stress changes how your body will respond to the stress. So as a firefighter, for example, most people when there's a fire are running away from the building. Mm-hmm. They are having a fight or flight response and they're just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. Firefighters are trained to run towards the building. Mm -hmm. How are they able to do that? 
they've changed their mindset around the fire. They see the opportunity in that to make a difference, to help somebody, to be part of a team, to not let their peers down, mm. right? They see the stress. That's what we call a challenge response. They're mm. responding to the same event, but physiologically, it looks very different, right? Mm -hmm. They're not just having the, the, the fight or flight response where cortisol is being pumped. They're also having higher levels of DHEA hormones and, and oxytocin because they're seeing an opportunity in that. That's a mm -hmm. mindset thing. How we see things heavily influences how our body is going to respond to it. Mm, I love that. So help me think for a minute about the couple who is having a lot of sexual distress. You know, they've had a bunch of fights about it. They feel locked down that they, they can't possibly resolve this. Maybe it's he wants to do something that she doesn't and she feels too pressured, not heard, not understand. And he feels like, you know, I'm trying to bring excitement to the party and freedom and you're not seeing me. And so they just lock in and it's over and over and over. They, they don't get it. And there's all this stress. How can we make them a team that says, I want to go into this? Well, that first move, you're going to really talk about that second move going into your heart. But that first move would be for this couple to already start to see, to name the stress, that they're not, there's not something wrong with them that sex has become difficult, right? When you're stuck in a fight or flight response, it's not the ideal environment to make love, right? Nope. So their body, and it's just not their, I mean, their body is, is waiting for something bad to happen. So we want to get them to name that, to kind of recognize that they're caught in this negative cycle. And then two is, can we start to get them to see that although they're stuck in a negative cycle, that they're beginning to talk about it, they're finally confronting it, that they're, you know, that they have a name for it. I encourage couples to name this negative cycle, mm -hmm. right? It, it starts to allow them to start getting on the same team versus just blaming each other. But right. the second way of doing this is to really go into the heart. And what that means is listen to what the emotions are saying and start to share those emotions. And, and this is a little revolutionary in a way because most of us have been trained to want to hide us this the fears the sexual dysfunctions mm -hmm. right and what For we're sure. saying is there's such opportunity in going towards them so in this case if she feels all this pressure and though and that pressure is putting on the brakes to her desire mm -hmm. right and she can't open herself up when she's feeling all that mm -mm. Right. So we want her to be able to talk about the pressure. Where does she feel that in the body? What does it make her want to do? Does she want to turn away? And how does she share those fears when she turns away? She feels like she's letting him down. She feels like he's not attracted to her. She feels like she's broken and she's defect. I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff there. Yeah. That she's never able to really talk about because they're feeling so far apart from each other. So as they start to see the opportunity of going into the emotions, he either is the villain of the story or he's the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so how he, does he how is he each? Well, when he can hear about her pressure and she starts to make sense of it like there's something wrong with her and and he's not attracted to her, him coming closer and saying, Hey, I, I didn't know you felt this way. I'm so sorry that you go to this place. I had no idea. You know, I just get frustrated because it feels like you don't want me. It's amazing. We're feeling very similar things right now. They're starting to meet in this place instead of being worlds apart from each other mm -hmm. in that place. And a funny thing happens when we start to experience connection. What do you think happens to the stress? 
Well, I think their bodies are going to regulate. Yeah, it's it's going to exactly. come down. This stress mm-hmm. starts to go down, and the opportunity for the use stress starts to come up. Okay, you, you still got to go a little further with me on the use stress. Tell me the, the challenge part. Like, How does that look? How does that happen? When you start to look for the opportunity to engage more because you want something better to happen, you still don't know. There's still fear there, but the wanting, the longing is, is embedded in you stress, mm-hmm. right? So this couple can't access that because they are so afraid of what's going to go wrong that it's just like they've lost their balance. They're so focused on the distress that they don't even see the opportunity for anything differently. And the irony is it's heading towards the darkness of that, that you start to realize, you start to see those opportunities, the redemptive nature of kind of our problems of negativity. This reminds me of like that. I've seen these pictures, but it's a Chinese word. It's like crisis is the same word as opportunity. Yes, you the know, symbol, the, the Chinese the symbol. symbols. Right. That's it, right, yeah. Is that what you're talking about essentially? Totally, is, it's totally. the mind change. And this is where one of the few times in life where religions of all different traditions and science and all different disciplines are all saying exactly the same thing. They're all agreed. They're all agreed that there's something incredibly redemptive about going into these places of vulnerability, insecurity, hurt, because it's when we're met in those places, there's a strength of the connection that you can't find when you're getting it right all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so so couples that have easy sex and they always get along, I mean, that's great. It's kind of, we all want that at times, but it's actually in the misses. Like organisms, it's called dynamic systems theory. When organisms don't experience You're stress, just showing off now. You're just showing okay, off. Hey, well, listen. <laughs> okay, organisms that don't experience stress, what happens to them? I don't know. They die. They die. Because they stress grow. is what keeps us keeps us changing, keeps us growing. We need to keep being responsive to stress. It's healthy. This isn't something bad we want to get rid of. I don't want you to imagine a world that's stressless. That would be horrific. Mm -hmm. We just want stress in a healthy amount that keeps us growing and moving and changing, Mm -hmm. including sexually. (laughs) We don't want the same old, same old. We want to keep moving it, baby. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You know, I was thinking it when I read your notes last night, and I thought about a child who is born who isn't breathing, what they do is they hang the child upside down and spank it and they rub their fist on its chest. I mean, they're stressing the baby's body to get it to come to life, Mm. to get it to respond. And I think that that's what you're saying. First of all, it's a myth that anybody has an easy sex life. Just everybody has sexual problems, y'all, at some point. And so when we experience those problems, we have an opportunity to become more deeply intimate, to know each other, to be seen by our partner in ways that make us more alive. And to not be seen, to kind of let more mysterious parts of ourselves out, right? There's more room if we allow stress to keep growing us, mm-hmm. right? But if we've got to play it safe and we got to be exactly the same person and you wonder why sex gets, gets boring, that's not, that's not truly engaged sex. That's really more sealed off kind of playing it safe sex. I do appreciate that you, you expand a lot of what I say into other dimensions. I, I do appreciate that. Say a little bit more about how the, the not seeing the mystery is helpful as well. We're all not finished stories. Mm-hmm. Right? We're constantly evolving and writing new chapters. 
and to write new chapters, I, I, I can't really know what's going to happen, right? It's the not knowing that kind of creates so much of that excitement and that energy. My wife doesn't have me all figured out yet, and I don't have her all figured out. But it's that journey that is, it's the whole point, right? So it is about, you want safety and security and trust, and you also want some space to continue growing. And it's that balance between the two that I, I, I think creates such rich dynamics. Mm-hmm. The sense that we haven't got our partner all figured out creates you stress. Like, okay, there is a there challenge here. Go. There's an excitement here, whether it's I haven't got them figured out sexually or emotionally or any other way. A new relationship is interesting because it's, there's so much to know in an old relationship. You know, we, we never know each other completely and fully. We always want to be curious. Right on. And it's what a great way to end the conversation of sex and stress to realize stressed spelled backwards is what? <laughs> I don't know. Dessert. Rest. Dessert. Desserts. Stressed. What could be better? Sex is like dessert. There you Wait, go. Wait, how is stress spelled backwards like dessert? Stressed. Spell it backwards. Oh, stressed. If oh, you dessert. are stressed. Desserts. Okay, desserts. There's like the desserts. opportunity in it. So my listeners, our listeners, just think about that. Whenever you're feeling stressed, you could also be feeling dessert. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is 4Play Radio. Keep it hot. And 4Play family, I want you to know we had our highest download day ever, thanks to you. Our downloads are just increasing by leaps and bounds. We are so grateful for your sharing. Thank you again. Definitely subscribe. That helps our rankings in iTunes, which is important for us. Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.